You're listening to the Impact Interviews from the Martin Agency. Join us as we explore fresh ways to break through the noise, impact culture, and shape the future of advertising. On today's episode, Martin's Chief Growth Officer, Michael Chapman, hosts a digital dialogue with Ross Sidlowski, Director of Strategy Americas at the Lego Group. Ross walks us through how the business of play takes shape at the world's biggest toy company that's also one of the world's most powerful and valuable brands. We just had an amazing conversation about the power of Lego in the world and not just the power of the business, which is certainly impressive, but the power of Lego to actually make change in the world. Um, And so thanks for being here, Ross. It's it's awesome to speak to you and I, I love the presentation. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with all the fine folks at Martin and um, talk about Lego, something that's very near and dear to my heart. Tell me a little bit about, you know, you're in an interesting position, right? Because you just started, uh, it says nine months on LinkedIn, but you just said it was six months. So tell me a little bit about, about um, that. I, to, to me, that just, A, it's a fascinating. I didn't know that was an opportunity because no one reached out and offered me that job. <laughs> Two, I would think it's a huge responsibility for a company like Lego, um, who has played such an impactful role in the world for so long, um, that, that I would think that it would weigh a little heavy on you as, as you go into. So tell us a little bit about your journey, how you got here, and what you're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You are right. I forgot. I, I did start in December of last year, and it, lo and behold, it's August. I've completely lost all my, my sense of, of time. And where I've been. So I've been in the agency world for 18 years. I want to say at least 18, maybe a little more. Um, various roles, strategy, strategy director, doing product innovation, kind of various uh, shops around the country. Um, and the opportunity came up. And in Lego, we are building an internal agency. And um, it, it's been around for a while, but that has changed in nature. And um, I'm part of Lego Agency Americas. Um, so we're responsible for North and South America, um, helping to develop uh, some of the marketing there. But uh, we also work with our global agency um, for global campaigns, global creative uh, content development and things like that. So um, I've been in this role for about nine months now, uh, helping to build out that department and kind of chart our strategic course forward, working with local marketing, regional marketing, um, but also my agency partners as well. So I don't know if I actually answered your question there. I might have rambled. Well, yeah. well tell me this: that when you when it says strategy, are you so you're you're attacking it as a strategist, as it's defined, you know, an account planning strategist? Uh, Correct. Yes. Okay. So but, tell but, me a little bit about what that looks like and what you are going to bring to that and how it might differ from your agency experience. Sure. Yeah. And and there are real differences, I think, from being in the house versus out of the house. So it it is classic kind of brand strategy planning there, right? Understanding the consumer insights, behaviors, needs, values, all of those things working to understand on how that manifests itself into creative solutions, whether it be campaigns, always on content, social, whatever that might be from a kind of a really high strategic level. And then understanding how do we orchestrate and build ecosystems that can then uh, accommodate, you know, customers, really it's children, it's adults, um, but it's also low affinity folks. And then even a broader spectrum within broader culture that may have no connection to Lego whatsoever. And so a lot of it, it's really a mix of classic brand planning, 
there's a lot of calm strategy that comes with it because we are very heavy in terms of uh, building out these ecosystems. We're, we're fortunate that we can pull a lot of different levers. So there's a lot of work there in terms of campaign orchestration. And then there's also really a role as a conductor bringing together the company, whether it's product development, product marketing, uh, typical marketing within regions, audience segments, uh, and then kind of your classic agency role. It's, it's a real hybrid model that we're, we're building at Lego, but um, it, it's exciting because we're helping to kind of forge, I'll call it an agency of the future. Um, what I will say from the inside is that it, it is different than the outside. I think the, the real challenge sometimes on the client side is that folks are only focused on that, on what they're doing. And I think the advantages that agencies have is that you all know culture really well. You know what's going on in the world. That really fuels your creative ideas. And I'm learning to be successful having one eye out in the world and knowing what's going on and bringing that into the house. And I think that's where I can kind of fit in to bring my agency background. But um, it's it, there are very clearly strengths that agencies do and they're very clearly strengths that businesses do. And so we're trying to marry that and it, it's an interesting time. I think um, there are so many companies um, and it's obviously been a topic of conversation for the past few years um, in terms of, you know, client side, bringing in agencies. Tell me a little bit about, you know, as I said earlier, it feels like there's a little bit of weight on your shoulders. I mean, you've got this, you're now, you know, sort of governing this brand that plays so many different roles in so many different people's lives. Did you feel any of that weight as you were interviewing and taking on this job? Uh, have you come to grips with that or do you feel it more just, ah, it's just a job, I'm doing it? Uh, no, it, it definitely weighs on us. I, you know, at the time when I interviewed and I came on board at Lego, I think I was really focused on the fun and the possibilities and the optimism. Like truly, I felt like a kid who was about to get access to the, the vault of, of all, the, all the Lego products that we had. And so I was you know, it just enamored by it. I, I think being on the inside, you do see the responsibility that we have. You really start to understand the values and how we um, live that every day. And you start to look at decisions differently, right? And there are things that we really try to do to protect children, whether it's pulling advertising for YouTube, uh, consciously choosing to enter into certain arenas, how we share information, data privacy, all of those things. Um, it, it's taken on a new role and, and I'm a parent myself. So it's, it's actually changed my parenting and how I see stuff. And I, I see it as a, as a responsibility to, you know, share, bring some of that into my parenting and then also, you know, bring some of that parenting into Lego. So it's, and it's, it's taken on a lot of prominence of the last few months with everything that's going on between social unrest and the health challenges. Um, we really don't want to be in the way and we don't want to be a voice that's maybe trying to sell when it shouldn't. We want to be a resource for parents. We want to inspire them. We want to enable them. And that does fundamentally change some of the things that we do. It changes the content. It changes the tone and how we talk about stuff when we talk about things. It changes whether we participate in things like Black Lives Matter. And, and, and that's important. And we are increasingly seeing the need that we need to be clear on our role. Um, we're not an activist brand, but uh, we need to have an active voice. Otherwise, someone may speak for us and that may not truly represent Lego. I'm going to put this out there because you said something about a, re a reboot earlier and a little bit of a under the radar. And as an outsider, I would say, good Lord, Lego's never been under the radar because of the movies and because of the, you know, uh, 
you know, Star Wars, I think any of your partnerships, I mean, you've done such an amazing job of honing that brand in such a, in such a way. But I, what I'm hearing right now, and what I guess you were saying is, is that we have been culturally relevant when it was easy and pop and, um, you know, sort of s- simple. And we guarded that. But you haven't been always in the conversations that maybe need to be happening. Is that, am I putting words in your mouth or is that what you're... No, I, I, I think that's fair. I mean, I don't... I, you know, I, I can't say what is what is the garden that we should be you know tending to right now, but I, I do think that's necessary. That we've just seen, you know, conversations take off. We have very active fans. Uh, social media, the news cycle is, is very proactive these days, and uh, I think we need to do a better job of defining who we are and and the conversations that we should be in. And we, yeah, we've been very fortunate. Things like the Lego Movie. Uh, you know, really catapulted us forward and Lego Masters, right, generated a ton of conversation, but then you'll find different arenas that we maybe talked about differently. So we're we're learning how to better react to that stuff and then also be proactive in terms of taking our values and and taking a stand on things that we need to take a stand on because it it really matters to parents and kids. Has that been hard for the organization to understand or have they been like, yep, uh, we know what we need to do and let's do it? Oh, that's, that's a great question. I, I think it's hard to work through. I think we recognize it and we realize that there are challenges, but that the only way to do it is really to devote the right resources and time and and to get it right. I think we're definitely an organization that would rather get it right than get it get a response quickly and, and potentially get it wrong. So again, it comes back to some of our values and being slow, we're okay with that and we will do what we need to do to get there. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's been a challenge. I think like all companies, we, we've had really difficult conversations and uh, conversations we never expected to have, but, but to do the right thing at the end of the day, I think everyone can sleep well. It's always been a, um, I think it's just true. So it's not my theory, but you know, when businesses aren't doing well, radical change seems to pop up, you know, very quickly. And Hey, we need to completely um, rethink how we're going to market or we need to target a new audience. Um, I think it's harder, obviously, when you guys are doing so well, I'm impressed and excited and, you know, anxious to see how you start to play in this new world um, or catch up to the world that is um, in terms of having these points of view, because it's, it's, I'm sure it's hard when people are expecting you to deliver numbers, to deliver on the business, to keep the, the growth going in the way it is, uh, but also address some of these issues that, um, quite frankly, I don't think any brand can stand on the sidelines of anymore. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's incredible times. And I think, as you said, the, the pace of change is just, it's so rapid and where many businesses are forced to do it. Um, we are being forced to do it as well, but just kind of in different arenas. I think we're really just trying to be thoughtful on where those resources go. I think you said it is instead of being forced someone there, it's the expectation. It is an expectation that a brand such as Lego, that is such an important part of culture, uh, say some things around this. I mean, there's, there's inclusivity, there's social justice, as you said, there's pandemic issues. I know you did the um, let's build together. That's a great one. It certainly brings people together and I'm sure more and more you'll be doing things that actually even go further into like, Hey, I love what we're talking about. The Braille bricks. That's an amazing story as well. Yeah, I think that's our focus. We're, we're seeing togetherness as having a, right, we're, in one sense, we're forced into it, but it's changing how people are. And I think there's a real reverence or appreciation for some of the time that's spent together. So we want to find what are the products, what's the conversations that we can do that can help this or we can participate in authentically um, in a way that, 
you know, maybe in the past we just would have sold a set for. So it's, um, yeah, I, I think our ears are wide open and we're really trying to listen and, and be empathetic with, with our approach. And I, I think like everybody else, we don't know what the future holds, right? It, it's, it's changed so rapidly in the last six months. It's really difficult to tell what the future will be. Um, so just trying to navigate and be as agile as possible, which, which is tough, but we're, we're learning. One thing I, 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 this is, you know, softer conversation, but what I'm fascinated by is that the movies were such a pivotal point, at least in my life to, to reevaluate Lego. I know there were other things done as well, but the movies gave it a voice, gave it a tone, gave it a personality, made it okay for adults and children to, to all be, you know, childlike in their curiosity and wonder. Is there any downside to the movies? Well, um, you know, I would say that one did better than the other. Sure. Um, and I think one was more culturally relevant. I think we had incredible success with the first one that, that is still put us in the hearts and minds of certain people. Um, downside, I, I think there can be downside. Uh, you know, there can be brand fatigue on certain levels or there can be, um, and this is probably related to it, just expectedness in terms of some of the conversations or, or portrayals. And um, that's something that we've got to, again, we've got to continuously fight. And I think that's why we stay active is that, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think a Lego movie three would make sense right now. It just doesn't. Yeah. I think there are other conversations, there are other franchises, there are other forms of content that would better suit us for what kids and parents need. I, it, it's, still something that, that's going to continue to give us equity for a long time because I think it was so powerful in so many ways. My kids still play the, the first video game um, on the Xbox yeah. and they yeah. love it. And it's, it's fantastic. So I think it really represents a, a great time. And, and that's probably the official rebirth of, of Lego culturally and something that we're constantly trying to say, well, what worked well there? Um, what were the conversations or what are the principles that really we can take and apply to today? If it's, you know, I think that's part of the shift from not just building to playing, but a lot of the storytelling and things that start to come out of that. And that is, is something that I'm really interested in is not just what we built, but the stories that come out of it and how we connect and how we express ourselves through Lego. And so getting to a little bit more of the, the deeper meaning that comes from building, because I think that's what that movie really showed that yes, there's fantastic builds and you can do it, but there's just, it's the stories, it's the play, it's the, the conflict, the connection that, that really excite us. And that needs to be celebrated as much as building. Well, and there was an underlying message there. I mean, everybody is a master builder. Everyone has something special to offer. Everyone is a very inclusive movie that challenges judging a book by its cover. Yeah, if anything, to me, the movies just set the bar high, right? As in, like, you now know that your voice is valued yep. and important and, can, and, and it was fun and funny and lighthearted, but it had some messaging in there that I thought was amazing. Um, you know, so, so I, I, to me, the downside only is, you know, it's an upside, you know, which is, you know, what, what are you going to do next? So I know you can't tell me everything, but tell me a little bit as you build this agency, as you think about your role, how are you you know, looking at the brand and what it can do and um, where do you see it going? Yeah, great question. Um, well, I mean, you just touched on part of it. I think inclusivity. I think we're, we have so many discussions around the role of gender and how we view boys and girls. And, um, you know, I, I think there's some real opportunities there to maybe revamp some of our products or the brand in terms of maybe not segmenting out to boys and girls, but to just to kids, right? And, and, 
you know, boys should be excited about Frozen just as much as girls should be excited about building race cars. How do we combat some of those things that, that may be present in packaging or messaging? So I, I think that's some of it. I think we'll continue to do that. I think that we're going to be more culturally attuned to the world and what's going on. You start to see things like some of our art series, the ideas, the piano, um, some really interesting partnerships that we've got coming out. Obviously, there's Mario, but there's stuff with like Ikea, the Universal Music Group. I've seen us get into expression. We launched a line this spring called Lego Dots, which um, it does target girls, but it's really about expression and creation. It's got bracelets and pencil holders and things like that. And it's really about decoration. It's not just about the building and the expression that comes from that. So I think that we're really going to get into as a brand and we shift from building to playing, we're going to dive deeper into what are the different types of play, whether it's collaborative, whether it's expression, whether it's mastery, things like that. Different places that we play, I think we're going to just continue to express it better. And you'll see partnerships uh, in products, but also in culture as well. And um, hopefully things that change play behaviors. There's a lot of physical digital interactions that you start to see now with AR. And I think we're really starting to get better at that. We had a hidden side line that started to go into that. And we've got some other things in the future that um, are just really interesting that I think blur the lines in terms of how people accept Legos and how they play with them. And and that will be um, some of the things in the future that are I'm most proud of sharing and getting out in the world. And so a final little discussion, you know, you have the unique point of view and we touched on this a little bit earlier about being a, an agency person that is now creating an agency and you've had nine months now to bring what you learned from the agency into the company, but you've also had the chance to look from your company out. They constantly bring out the death of the agency and, and, you know, how are we going to stay relevant? And yet somehow we, we managed to hopefully by sticking to creativity as the core of what we do. And, um, but what do you need from us? That's a great question. You know, I think the creativity is obviously something that is, that is unmatched and it's, it's a bit of a game changer, right? It, creativity can, it can build gardens and deserts. It can break down walls. It can, you know, show what's possible. And I think quite often clients are focused on their business and selling things and to use creativity to unleash it or to connect with people in new ways and determine what's possible is just outside that realm. And I I think agencies can do that. I think their real challenges on the client side, and this is a whole separate conversation in terms of their expectations and where they've been going. I think there's been a long trend to this kind of short-termism as a strategist of I need quant results now and just looking at that and it's changed qualitative research. It's changed the, the cycle. It's had a profound impact on strategy. And so I think there's got to be a meeting in the middle of agencies and clients in terms of the role of creativity and how it can be infused into the process to get to some results. But there's also got to be an appreciation for what agencies do to get there and that it's not all numbers, it's not all quant, and it's not all instantaneous. I think there's a real short-sightedness on brand health and letting brands flourish and healthy brands, such as what you guys do with Geico, have the ability to create. And then that creative actually builds more interesting conversations, which generates more eyeballs and and hopefully leads to more sales. And so the short-termism thing is just, it's it's one thing that I'm overly focused on. 
and it's it's everywhere and it, it, it makes me a bit sick. And so I don't know how to combat it as an agency, but I do think the power of creativity and also the diversity of thinking that you all bring, I, I think is one of the, the strengths that you may not always find for clients. Um, and that's going to be incredibly important going forward, I think, in the new world. I think one of the things that we've done or that we try to do every time is to match ambition, right? Because I think what you're talking about, short-termism and the ability of the agency to convince a client that, that they need to think more broadly, I don't want to be defeatist. I'm not sure it's possible. Um, I think when you're in an organization that has a total different set of metrics that is looking at short-termism with a market that's driven by daily interaction, you know, you're going to see decisions that impact the, you know, the client and what, how they get remunerated and how they get, get valued within the company. So the thing that we've had to do um, the most, and as a new business person in particular, um, is say no. You know, is yeah. say when, I, when we meet and we talk, and we talk about the power of brands to impact culture, we talk about the fact that brands that uh, get talked about grow at two and a half times the category average, um, and people go, yeah, but I need lower funnel metrics to make sure that I'm interrupting this person at the right time. Interrupting, by the way, interrupting a person at the right time so I can change their purchasing behavior. It's a disconnect. I'm not saying that we don't want to have through the funnel thinking. Um, I just worry that if it's all about the lower funnel or all about the, the digital ecosystem and driving to purchase as a goal, that you're not going to get the caliber of creative and you're not going to make the exponential change that you need. And, and I think our philosophy is that you can't really incrementalize your way into greatness. And I, and I think that um, that alone has to be part of what we look for when we look at brands, uh, because great brands don't inherently have great advertising. You know, great people drive great brands and great people make those decisions. I think that's absolutely brilliant. I mean, Amazon is such a good case study in looking at the power of e-com. And now you start to see them investing in brand work. And they're really trying to make up for a lack of some of the connection and trust challenges that they face. But you're absolutely right on, on the lower, lower funnel incrementality. And it's, it's a real challenge. And at the end of the day, I think you need a really diverse set of metrics in terms of what you're evaluating brand health because yes, sales can be through the roof, but if you're not trusted or um, people don't want to work with you or they just don't respect you, that's going to feed eventually long-term uh, problems that will catch up with you. So there's really got to be that right, wider view. And I, I really respect you all for, for the ability to say no. Again, I think it's mutual value creation. And I know that's really tough just in the nature of agency business and growing agencies and, and growing revenues. But it gives me a lot of heart to hear that because I think that probably sets you up for success in the long run much better. Um, and your inability to do the kind of work that you all are able to do and can do. So it's a tough one. <laughs> but there's no question. I didn't have any idea how often you'd have to sort of really say no in, in this job. But the good news is, is that Lego has someone in you that shares those same ambitions and wants to do great things and wants to continue their exponential uh, growth and, and trajectory. So thank you for being here today. And thanks for talking with us. And I can't wait to do it again when we're in person. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Michael. Thanks for listening to the Impact Interviews. If you'd like to reach out, send us an email at impact at martinagency.com. The music you heard is I Crush the Mountainside by Space Bomb House Band.